Now, the program to help you and your family get fit and stay fit with a biblical foundation without a one-size-fits-all plan. It's Faith Family Fitness with your host, Full Armor Sports and National Champion Coach, Jason Lupo. This is Faith Family Fitness on 100.7 The Word. Today's topic of conversation, we're, we're heading back into the education realm. We are going to look at uh, hand-eye coordination and visual training and its relationship to your young children and also your older children's ability to read and write and comprehend what is on a page. So there's been a lot of research over the uh, last 40, 50 years on the correlation between hand-eye coordination and other visual uh, inputs and the ability to read. It's been a topic conversation. We've seen reading disabilities on the rise in this country for quite a long time. And, and similar to just about everything that we talk about on the show, there's definitely relationships that can be made that, that kind of might lead to some of these issues, right? We all, we all know that uh, correlation doesn't necessarily imply causation, but when we look at the history of how we used to do things and how we do things today and what's changed over the last 40, 50 years, we can start to make connections as to why we might see things like reading disabilities on the rise, uh, literacy scores dropping in certain areas, especially after COVID. But there's definitely connections to be made. And there's things that you can do at home, uh, especially if you have younger children. The earlier that you start to kind of integrate some of this training, the better off it is for your kids as they go throughout uh, elementary school and into middle school and high school. So we're going to give you some useful tools, uh, but we're also going to talk about kind of how we got here and also God's intelligent design, because God's intelligent design fits remarkably in the understanding of the human eyes and kind of how wonderful our eyes and our vision system are made. So hang with us after this brief time out, and we are going to discuss visual tracking, hand-eye coordination, and reading. Full Armor Sports Teams has a new facility for after-school youth programs. It's located at 2380 Montebello near North Academy and Union with two pools for swim lessons and swim teams, a weight room for powerlifting, conditioning, and more. Full Armor Sports Teams is a Christ-centered and family-oriented organization bringing the youth of Colorado Springs together. For more info on after-school and homeschool programs, go to fullarmorsportsteams.com or call 719-629-SWIM. Welcome back to Faith Family Fitness on 100.7 The Word. Today's conversation is our visual system and how the training of our visual system relates to our ability to read and write. So we're going to look at some research articles here, but we're going to start with an understanding of some of the really cool things that our eyes do that's part of God's intelligent design and plan for our visual system. And so our eyes are very unique in a lot of instances. They're, they're very unique because they our brain processes images in a very unique way. But our, our eyes also have the ability to consistently switch focus, to follow items, to allow us to focus our attention 
on a word on a page or on something far off on the distance. And all of this comes as a result of training that we oftentimes do without even thinking. So as we grow up, our visual system gets stronger and stronger just by the way that we live. The couple key concepts that we're going to talk about here is that the first one is accommodation. It's the ability for our eyes to switch focus between two distances while maintaining clear vision. So for instance, if you are looking at, for your students, if they're looking at the whiteboard, what's on the whiteboard, what's on a TV off in the distance, and then switching their attention back to their notes that they might be writing or trying to read. For us in driving, we're looking up at the distance, what's going on ahead of us, but also what's right in front of our eyes. And we're constantly switching this focus. The second interesting thing is a binocular fusion. So each eye produces a single image, distinct in its own visual information. Each eye takes in a component of what is going on in the bigger picture. But when we look through our eyes all the time, we don't see two different images. We don't see two distinct images. We see one image. That's the ability for us to focus. Our brain takes all that information, creates and generates one image. Convergence, the eye's ability to maintain a single image by turning inward to focus on near objects. We use convergence all the time when it comes to uh, reading a book, the idea of convergence when we're looking at a computer screen. It's the the cross-eyed look of our ability for our eyes to focus on something that's really close to us and still, once again, create that single image. And then we, we look at visual fixation, the abilities, uh, eye's ability to accurately focus on one image, such as a word on the page. And then saccades, rapid eye movements between two or mo- more focus points. And so when we are moving our eyes rapidly back and forth between two points, and by rapidly I mean quick, doesn't necessarily need to be super, super rapid, but it's our ability for our brain to pick up this rapid eye movement or the movement of our eyes between two focus points and still be able to maintain comprehension of what's going on. This idea is the same as reading a line in a book. So our eyes do incredible things. We're able to consistently switch our focus without losing clear vision But over time, if we spend too much time doing one singular activity, we notice a decline in visual function. Been plenty researched. The eyes and constantly staring at a computer screen for a long time, not forcing that switch of, of attention, that accommodation between the two distances... If we're, we're sitting there for a long time, sometimes it can take ourselves uh, some time to try to refocus to the surroundings that we have going on. 
when we're so laser focused on one task that's right in front of our faces. But also when, when we don't practice some of these things and when these things are not required or trained up at a young age, just by general life, then we see that there's decline in function or the function just isn't even there for some of these kids. So it's intriguing because the way that we have lived our lives differently in the last 50 years has drastically changed. And we've talked about it a lot on this show. I mean, we, we can start with the simple fact that we have technology that we didn't have 50 years ago. Technology has become a huge component of each and every one of our young people's lives in this country. It's, it's, a, it's a huge portion of the time spent. And computer screens can be hard to look at. Obviously, they've gotten better than they used to be. We already know that some of the original computer screens were, were damaging to the eyes. Our parents probably told us, right, if you sit too close to the TV, you're going to have problems. All that we know to be to be true, that we have some issues with older technology when it first started out in our vision. But even with the newer, improved technology, if we spend too much time on technology, we end up with issues. There's, there's been research that comes out. I didn't pull this research for the purpose of this show, but I'll pull it for a future show. But there's an interesting uh, understanding of neck, shoulder pain, upper thoracic pain when it comes to this idea of technology or constantly looking at phones. But the research has started to come in about maybe that postural positioning that we constantly see with the shoulders rolled forward, the hunched back, the neck looking down, all right? We've even seen a flattening of the cervical curve in the neck that a lot of that might be actually centered around the visual systems in the eyes, that the eyes are dictating a lot of that posture. And that posture is is very large in part to the fact that the eyes are no longer uh, have full function to be able to accommodate from the, the phone back to the visual surroundings and everything in between because we're so focused, laser focused, shoulders rolled forward, looking down at these phones, and then we end up with issues. We end up with neck problems. We end up with postural problems. Those postural problems make its way into sport, and when you have poor posture in sport, you set yourself up for injuries. So now we're seeing an increased amount of shoulder injuries and and things like that. I can tell you, and I'm not necessarily directly linking this, but I this season in the NFL, I have never seen so many injuries that required players being carted off the field, taken out in ambulances. I mean, just the Thursday night football game, I, and I, I missed the lead up to what had happened, but once again, they're they're removing a player on a on a stretcher, on a cart. I mean, we've got to start linking some of these things and going, okay, why are we seeing some of these increased uh, spinal injuries? Why are we seeing some of these increased injuries? It's a question that has to be asked. I'm not saying I have the answer to it. I'm not saying anybody has the answer to it, but we have to look at the facts. Like, we've had two Achilles tears from prominent quarterbacks. Yes, a little up there in age. But when are we going to start asking the questions like, why? 
because I don't personally recall multiple Achilles tears in the NFL in recent time frame. So I, I'm simply stating that there could be connections and it's something that should be researched. Now, we talked about technology, but let's also talk about play. Let's talk about the fact that our playgrounds have become safer. And I know we've had this conversation. Yes, playgrounds have become safer. Yes, we've taken out some of the items that were known to have caused injuries. All right. Merry-go-rounds, jungle gyms, whatever. We've replaced the flooring in these these playgrounds in many parts of the country to something that's softer. But at the same time, when we don't have that experience in a young person's life of a merry-go-round or things that are going to um, essentially force the vestibular system, the balance system, proprioception, kinesthetic awareness to learn those things in youth... Do we then see detriments later in life? It's a serious question. I mean, I, I don't see kids spinning around in you know office chairs anymore, like many of us probably did when we were younger, because we've we've gotten to this idea that uh, we need to constantly keep our kids safe, that they can't get any boo boos, any ouchies, and so we've removed everything that is somewhat harmful to a child. And in the process, have we created detriments in the ability for some of their systems in their body to work effectively? It's a valid question that has to be asked. We look at physical education. Physical education in this country, in terms of in schools, has drastically decreased. I mean, it, it, there's, there's so many uh, social issues, the social justice warriors wanting to get rid of physical education for a variety of different reasons, and it's changed the entire dynamics of physical education. But how many kids do we know that that can throw a ball properly, that aren't afraid to catch a ball, that have the hand-eye coordination to catch a ball? We got rid of dodgeball. We got rid of all these other items and activities in schools that help to train some of these systems. And so here we are, and back in as early as 1972, Jean Ayers, in her book, Sensory Integrative Dysfunction, states this, integration of vestibular and proprioceptive inputs gives the child control over his eye movements. Without the guidance of these sensations, it is difficult for the child to focus on an object or follow it as it moves. Later on, it may be difficult to move the eyes along a line of print. Reading may be so exhausting that it simply isn't worth the effort. So even in 1972, when we, when we first started making these connections between the ability to move the eyes correctly and it being difficult to then move the eyes along a line of print can create so much exhaustion in young people that reading isn't worth their effort. That's what she said. Reading then doesn't become worth the effort. And, and a lot of it has to do with a, with a child's uh, perceived ability. 
children that that perceive that they can do something are, are much more likely to to try it. And we know this because we, I mean, if you ever worked with kids before in your entire life, if you get them to do something one time that they didn't think that they could do, the pride that lights up their face, you can see it. And it's so exciting because they're so proud of themselves in that moment. And at the same time, then that child is excited to have that experience again. And that's what we're trying to create. More recently, uh, we have an article, 2005, uh, Geiger and Poggio, researchers out of the Center for Biological Computational Learning at MIT, discovered that early practice of hand-eye coordination activities reduces the risk for reading difficulties. So in other words, kids with better hand-eye coordination will have a lower risk of developing reading difficulties. And all of this is hinging on normal childhood development in a, in a sense that we're not just sticking kids in front of a computer screen, in front of an iPad to keep them entertained. So oftentimes nowadays, the easiest thing to do to entertain a toddler, the easiest thing to entertain a young child is give them an iPad, put on the YouTube for kids or Disney Plus or whatever you guys use and allow them to just, you know, essentially watch because it keeps them entertained. It keeps them quiet, but it's the lazy way out. And at the end of the day, you're setting your children up for issues in the future. Instead of handing a toddler an iPad, all those toys that we've been using for a long time help to develop all of these sensory systems. The eyes, the vestibular system, hand-eye coordination, all of that comes from play. And playing on an iPad is not the same as playing with physical toys that are multidimensional that allow children to to problem solve, that allow children to understand, become creative, understand the use of their body, understand the use of their hands. And even worse, we've gotten rid of cursive. We've gotten rid of cursive from, from almost all of our schools. And so there's a there's an article that was written in Psychology Today. And the, the article states, this was posted in 2015, improve reading and hand-eye coordination by learning cursive. Uh, when directing the writing by hand, the brain has to visually track rapidly changing positions of the pencil and control hand and finger movements. To learn such skills, the brain must improve its control over eye movement, saccades, and the processing of visual feedback to provide corrective feedback. Both tracking and movement control require much more engagement of neural resources in producing cursive or related handwriting methods than in hand printing because the movements are complex and nuanced. Thus, learning cursive is a much greater neural activator, which in turn must engage much more neural circuitry than the less demanding printing. So, So here we have it again. We have more research that shows that the changes that we've made in our education system, the changes we've made 
uh, in terms of the way that children undergo development has a profound effect in their ability to learn in the future. And I'm not saying it's for all kids. I'm not saying that technology is the, is the worst en- enemy of, of our young people's lives, because I do believe that there are some, some really important aspects of te- technology that have improved the educational environment. But oftentimes I do feel like technology has become a shortcut in the educational environment. It's become a hindrance to the ability for kids to undergo normal development. We're going to take a brief time out. When we come back, we're going to wrap up this discussion on visual training, hand-eye coordination, and reading. See you in 60 seconds. Thanks for listening to Faith Family Fitness, a presentation of Full Armor Sports Teams. Teamwork is at the core of any successful organization. At Full Armor Sports, led by national champion coach Jason Lupo, a Christ-centered approach to sports fundamentals and fitness has earned his company the respect of athletes and their parents. Full Armor Sports is committed to helping youth in our community experience growth through sports and to strive for improvement and excellence. Further, youth compete as individuals coming together with a sense of teamwork, camaraderie, and support for one another. At Full Armor Sports, the reality is achievements, failures, wins, and losses eventually fade away. But the bonds team members form through competition evolve into relationships lasting forever. Learn more at FullArmorSports.com. Welcome back to Faith Family Fitness on 100.7 The Word. Had a lot of conversation today about the way the eyes work, our visual system, and the research that shows that improving hand-eye coordination and even utilizing cursive can help increase the ability for the eyes and the visual system to function in tasks like reading. So if your kids struggle with reading um, or if you have young kids, I do highly recommend. I think the research adequately shows that that spending more time on tasks that develop hand-eye coordination are critical to your child's ability to read later in life. Uh, On faithfamilyfit.org, we have already posted a blog post on this topic, which gives several ideas for hand-eye coordination training. Um, We will also post more on this topic in the next coming weeks. Um, We are trying to post one or two articles a week Um, Obviously, there's a lot of research that goes into what we do on this show and what I talk about, and so I'm not here to just pump out a ton of different blog posts to you guys. Everything I want to make sure is very well researched, very well written, and provides actual things that you can do with your children. So faithfamilyfit.org, lots of great advice. There is still that article on fidgeting, and then we added an article the other day on the use of creatine in young athletes and in youth athletes. Is it safe and effective? Um, those are the questions we attempted to answer. So if you uh, have teenage athletes, go online, check it out. Great article on uh, whether or not creatine is effective and safe for young people. Uh, once again, if you have kids in the Springs, please reach out to us, 719-629-7946 for more information on our sports programs or visit us online 
at fullarmorswimteam.com. Once again, the show for this website or the website for the show is faithfamilyfit.org. You can also find the links to Full Armor Swim and Sports teams there. So faithfamilyfit.org. We will see you next Saturday at 9 a.m. This has been Faith Family Fitness with Coach Jason Lupo of Full Armor Sports Teams of Colorado Springs. Join him at the same time next week for Faith Family Fitness on The Word 100.7.